Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good afternoon, good morning, good night, depending on what part of the world you are joining us from. My name is Alex Faust, your host of Conversations at the Edge, and today I'm very excited to have Daniel Marcos with us. Daniel, uh, I'm sure most of you know him, but if you don't, he is a serial entrepreneur, a scaling up business coach, and a super passionate learner, and right now is actually working on finishing up his first book, so soon we will say author as well. Today, um, I'm excited to have him join and talk about one of the most fundamental tools in the CEO toolkit, which is the meeting rhythm. And while uh, for many, it might sound counterintuitive to have as many meetings as Daniel is going to share that we should be having, um, really when executed properly, meeting rhythms actually save everyone a lot of time moving forward. So Daniel, welcome back to Conversations at the Edge. And uh, where are you calling in from today? Thank you, Alex. I'm in my home in office. Uh, but to start, I want to hear, Daniel, you know, meetings are the double-edged sword. You know, we need them, but so often they feel overwhelming, time-consuming. How do you kind of view meetings as a whole? So for me, uh, meetings are mandatory. They're extremely important to coordinate teams and coordinate each other's work. But the problem is that you could get, uh, in Spanish, we call it juntitis, that, that you get, uh, you, you call a meeting for everything. And then that's a problem. Um, so first, let me start saying that I really believe they're important and mandatory, but we make a lot of mistakes running meetings, and that's why people hate the meetings. Um, so as an example, if someone goes to a meeting and doesn't add anything to the meeting or doesn't take anything to the meeting, they will think it was the worst meeting ever. So just make sure you bring to the meeting the people that are mandatory or needed to be there. If they don't need to be there, don't do it. And then the other thing that people really, really hate is the length of a meeting, um, that we block time thinking that it's going to take X amount of time or just one hour. It's the, the typical, you block one hour and you could get things done in 18 minutes. Um, and indeed, I don't know if you remember when you were in college, some professors, the first day of your class, they gave you the final paper and you were like, oh my God, it's really big. I have like four months to get this paper done. When do you do the paper? The night before. So we used to put importance or attention on the size or, or the importance of the based on the size of the meeting. So let's do meetings of 15 minutes and say, hey, we have 15 minutes, let's get it done. And you figure out how to get it done in 15. Uh, best example of that is TED Talks. They've become one of the most important presentations uh, and ways to learn something and they're 15 minutes. Uh, those presentations used to take an hour. And indeed, as a speaker, it's much harder to present a 15-minute presentation than a one hour. Because one hour, you could wing it. 15 minutes, you just can't. You have to be very, very precise. Same thing happens with the meetings. That's really good advice. So when it comes to meetings, at least for yourself, do you have a, a system to kind of determine what requires a meeting versus what doesn't? So, so first have a rhythm of meetings. Uh, and this is what the worst you could do to someone is calling them to meetings in the middle of nothing and with them, without them expecting there's going to be a meeting. And if you do that all the time, just calling people to meetings in the middle of the day, they get trained and used to be kind of waiting for you to call or waiting for the boss to call. 
and they will not be able to focus or do their job correctly. So for me, that's why the daily huddle is so important. The daily huddle is you have your morning meeting and then you can do whatever you want the rest of the day. We all agree and then you go out. When do you call a meeting? And that's kind of the, the question. For me, if there's something that you have to have more than three emails to coordinate, then you call a meeting. It will be much, much faster. Um, I don't know if there's people like Andy Bailey that I really uh, admire his execution. He has a, a phrase below his email that says, three emails, call me. That's it. So if you're on the third email, just call him and that's it. And you get it done in five minutes. And by the way, now the phone, it's so easy to connect with people through uh, WhatsApp or all these tools. You do a five-minute introduction or five-minute discussion and that's it. So I will call a meeting if you will take you more than three emails to figure out something. You mentioned the, the meeting of rhythms, you know, the daily huddle. Uh, can you talk to maybe the folks who are not as scaling up uh, savvy about what are the, the meeting of rhythms? How, how does that all work out? So in scaling up, when you have a daily huddle uh, to coordinate, and that the best analogy is a football uh, huddle. You will see there's no quarterback that plays a game or a, runs a play without having a huddle. Same thing with your day. If you want to have a productive and successful day, you want to get together with your team, 10, 15 minutes, agree what's going to happen, what's important, and then everyone runs with their day. So it starts with a daily huddle. Then you have a weekly management meeting. And for me, that's kind of making the plans and make adjustments to the plan. And for me, that meeting is, hey, this is the plan for the week. Just make sure who's accountable to do what and by when and make sure that everything is covered. And usually when things are going not on track or they're getting in a different direction, that's when you need to have some top time to have some direction. And that meeting should last hour, hour and a half maximum, just with leadership team. And then you need to have a monthly meeting of four hours. And for me, that meeting is how to pass your DNA as a CEO to the rest of your team. And you spend probably one hour reviewing the last month and making sure the plan for next month is correct. Then you do one hour to solve a major problem, uh, one hour to tackle an important opportunity and just get all the heads together and, and really think about something, and one hour to learn. And if you could get every month four hours with your team, that would be a great way for you to delegate or kind of pass on your DNA and the way you think to the rest of your team. And then, of course, you get to the core list and the year list that are at least one day, if preferable, two days, and get everyone to plan the quarter, get the priorities, the KPIs, and do the, all the detail of the plan uh, moving forward for the quarter or for the year. And so you talked about the, the monthly meetings and, and the weekly meetings being just for you know, management level. Does this cadence kind of work as you move it down the organization um, for larger companies? How do you see meeting rhythms work in, in those organizations? So, so let me explain it in the daily huddle, uh, and then you could replicate that on, on the rest of the meetings. Um, in the daily huddle, the first meeting is, let's say, the management team or if, if you're less than 50 people, get everyone on the daily. I, I prefer to have everyone on the daily, and I've seen dailies with 100 people. But have everyone or as many people as you can. But as an example, there's a company that I was working, they have a call center, and they have 100 people in the call center. They don't bring the 100 people to the daily huddle. They bring the manager of the call center or probably one or two more. They come to a daily huddle, and then they have a daily huddle 
with the rest of the people and you cascade the daily huddle. So there's some managers that they have the first daily huddle with the team, with the leadership team, let's say, and then they cascade to the rest of the team. Same happens with the weekly. We need to have a weekly meeting of the CEO with his first line of defense, let's say, the other VPs or whatever, and then they need to have a weekly meeting with their team to cascade all the decisions and all the plans. Can you talk to us a little bit about the the meeting cadence that you have as, as a CEO? Talk about how you're managing your time. Obviously, you have these four types of meetings, but then how are you interacting with you know the rest of your team, especially as a virtual uh, organization? So for me, um, I have, by the way, I have a family meeting or a, a way that I just spend some hours with my kids talking about the week and all that. And then Sunday nights, I usually jump into my computer an hour, hour and a half to plan my week. And here's where I plan my own week, check, check my priorities, my KPIs and the rest. And then I have my team day. And, and this is another mistake that I see a lot with meetings. And, and I kind of allure at the beginning. If people know that they have a meeting, they're going to be ready. But if you tell them, hey, today I'm not, I don't need you in the whole day, go and do your stuff. They're going to be able to be focused in providing value. So for me, my team day, that's when I have all my meetings on Monday with the team. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I dedicate it mostly for coaching. And that's when I do all my coaching calls with my clients. Then Thursday is my content day, and that's when I produce content. And then Friday is what I call a CEO day. Uh, and my CEO day is when I do my strategic thinking and, and presentation to investors and things like that. So I think it's important that you have your rhythm of meetings, but also let the rest of the day empty for people to be able to focus on their job. As an example, I have a client uh, in Monterey that has a curfew. After the daily call in the morning, that it's around 9.05 or 9.07, ends at 9.30. Between 9.30 and noon, you could not send an email internally. You could not have a meeting internally, or you could not call any employee for anything internal. It has to be two hours and a half focused to the clients. That's it. And the company goes like dead quiet. And everyone's just focused adding value. If you study circadian rhythms, the time where people are most focused and more productive is 9 to 12 uh, in the morning. Most of the people. There's some people that are night owls, whatever. But if 80% of the population, their most productive hours 9 to 12. So if you keep those hours empty to talk to your clients and free of your meetings, people are going to say, okay, these are my three hours that I'm focused on providing value to the client. When it comes to a daily meeting, a weekly meeting, a quarterly meeting, how, I guess, how and who are setting these agendas and coming up with how we're going to approach um, productive rhythms? So, um, heads of operation, uh, chief of staff, uh, or uh, what we call a champion. And it's a person in charge to run the meetings that make sure that the meetings get done, by the way. Uh, there's a lot of companies that they don't have a rhythm of meetings because they don't have a champion. They say they want to do it, but there's no one accountable to run meetings. So you have to have a champion and someone who's in charge that we run the meetings or we run it. Um, and that person usually uh, runs the agenda and makes sure we stay on the agenda. Um, the agenda that Scaling Up provides, I think is an amazing, very, very simple agenda. Just start following that. And what I tell companies is follow this blindly for a month. And after a month, let's have a conversation and see what do we need to adjust Culture. 
So we got a couple questions from the community. Uh, the first one is when should we discuss KPIs and whether or not they're met? Which, which meetings are those in? Every meeting, you have to talk about KPIs. We always talk first about good news. First, always talk about good news. And then the second thing, KPIs. So uh, for me, KPIs is the results we need to achieve as a team to be successful. So first we ask good news, just to kind of get into a good tone, and, and share ideas with people and all that. And now everyone's kind of engaged. We're all, uh, we have some talk time and now it's okay, let's see the numbers. And we immediately see the numbers. And then all the priorities is how we're gonna accomplish the numbers. So I don't care if someone's telling my project is going great, if the KPIs are red and the numbers are not going right. So I first want to see the numbers and if the numbers are you know, on track or you, and by the way, the numbers will tell you if there's something red or yellow, that is not working. And then you go and see the KPI that supposedly is improving that number. And then you'll see why the KPI is having a problem. So the priority. Um, but the last question I want to get to is from Kurt uh, asking, what's the length, content, and purpose of the daily huddle? I think that's a really important thing to understand. Well, daily huddle should last around 15 minutes at Growth Institute because we are remote. That's our only talk time, let's say, open with the team. So in, in our case, lasts around 20 minutes. So we, we start at 8.07 uh, Central Time every day. And by 8.30, we handle the call always. Um, and we do really four things. First is good news. And we share some good news. And then we see numbers. And then we see how we're doing in our KPIs uh, to really understand if there's an issue or not. Then third is we call it in the news. Uh, every department has a different day of the week to share what they're working on uh, and give up like a two or three minute update to the rest of the team of what they're doing. And then fourth, are you stuck in something or there's something that is not working? And people say, hey, I'm stuck with this project because I'm missing a check or I'm stuck here because I'm missing a report or I'm stuck because I'm missing something. So we just coordinate uh, what we need to do. And a lot of people said, hey, uh, Alex, I need to talk to you, jump to my Zoom. And then we just kind of coordinate and then everyone starts working after 8.30. That's what we do in our daily call. Four things, good news, numbers, in the news or an update of each department, and then what's not working or where are you stuck? And in 15 minutes, you're all alive. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.